Amen. Well, thank you so much, guys. I've loved having the live praise and worship. And yesterday, not yesterday, last Sunday when um when they were on, it just made me so keen to be back together. I just glimpse of corporate worship just is really beautiful. So thank you so much, team. Are they on still or they're gone, baby? They're gone. All right, thanks. But we are gonna get them back after. So I'm um yeah, keen for that as well. But um, yeah, yeah, I get to share this morning and really excited and it's always interesting like preaching. We've got kids that are going a bit crazy in the back room right now. They're always settled and then we're like, okay, time to be quiet and they just like explode. But anyway, it's, um, it's good. So as I mentioned before, we're kind of clicking into a little bit of a different series at the moment and uh, we're really going to hit our stride in it in the next couple of weeks, which I'll tell you about at the end. But this morning, I, I think it's going to just lay a little bit of platform for the next things to come. And um, this morning, I'm actually going to be talking about blessing and the blessings of God. And I feel like, you know, that word, um, it probably provokes some thought in you already and just gets you thinking on certain topics of blessing um, it, and what it means to you, maybe your experience with blessing in the past. Maybe you think of things like God's favor. Maybe you think of your kids as a blessing. Maybe you think of your home or the food in your fridge, all these things that God provides for us, the place in which we live. I know we always feel really blessed to live where we do. Um, so the, there's many ways that we know in which we are blessed. But the last month, God's really been, I guess, redefining the thought of blessing and this concept of blessing. He's brought my attention to maybe a different type of blessing that we don't always think about. And uh, I was reading my Bible the other morning and I stumbled across the Beatitudes in Matthew and I was reading them in the message translation and they just like jumped off the pages to me. I was like, oh my goodness, um, this is amazing. And it's been in my spirit. It aligned kind of with other things that I had been reading, conversations that I had been having with people, um, just this, this concept of blessing, but maybe in a different way to what we often think about. You know, um, these talk about blessing in times that maybe aren't so pleasant, in maybe times that take us by surprise, in times of loss and pain, in times that are unexpected and unwanted often. These moments that feel like the valley seasons or the desert wanderings, the moments that we haven't planned for. And yet God clearly talks about his blessings in these moments. And so this is kind of where I wanna track with this morning because it struck me how Jesus talks about the blessing of God in the midst of all these moments. I think, you know, how we often think of blessing in terms of nice homes, luxury boats, um, family and relationships, jobs, having the ability to buy whatever you want. Um, our culture is great at thinking of blessing in terms of these things, but another part of, these, of God's blessing is actually in these times that we're not expecting it. And so I really want to maybe less focus on the blessing in God's favor, but maybe more so the blessing of his protection and his nearness to us. 
this is the part that I believe that gets overlooked a little bit in our culture and our day. I think we kind of want to, you know, minimize and dismiss and get rid of the harder times just so we can get to the mountaintop experiences. But there is such great blessing in the moments of pain, in the moments of loss, in the moments of heartache. And uh, I, I truly believe that God's actually, I don't know, I guess wants us to relearn what it is to, to find him in those times because I think it makes us more of a whole person. Um, you know, I've actually had numerous people say recently how often as a Christian they struggle to um I guess, show the realness when life is not good, how, you know, you want to portray God as a good God. And so you have this feeling of like, you've got to show life as being perfect then, or this facade that everything's good and happy um, because we want to display a good God. But yet life's not like that. Hey, life can be tough. It can be unpredictable. Um, But being able to show a constant God, a caring God, throughout all of those times and in the midst of the pain it's actually who Jesus is and who the world needs to see as our God so we all good online I like cool I'm not really good at this whole online thing I love having people there to see but okay I love the love heart so thanks I said to Davey if there's like good comments can you just give me a thumbs up because it Oh, thanks, guys. Okay, well, I'm excited now because have a listen to this quote I read the other day. If an authentic spiritual life is anything, it is an absolute commitment to reality, not an escape from it. Did you get that? Let me read it again. If an authentic spiritual life is anything, it is an absolute commitment to reality and not an escape from it. You know, I feel like for a long time, A lot of Christians have just wanted to escape from reality and pretend like life is just like rainbows and lollipops and all things lovely. And who knows, too much of rainbows and lollipops aren't good for you. Our oak would disagree. I think she feels like she could live off lollipops alone, but it's not good for you and it's not reality. Um, And I believe God is wanting his church and his people to be committed to living in reality the hard times, the good times, the painful moments, the mountaintops moment, it's actually all encompassing. Um, Not in our head, with our heads in the clouds, pretending like, you know, there is no pain, there is no suffering, but actually acknowledging the weight of life. And, you know, I believe it's not God's like way of making us live in pain and live in fear, but he has blessing for us in those times. And I feel like it's the stuff that we won't get by just putting walls up and pretending like, you know, these things don't exist by having a mask on and just, you know, ignoring the facts of life. So for me personally, this month has actually, as I've been reading about this, as I've been having conversations around this topic, I found it really freeing. I found it quite validating just to acknowledge moments of pain, of moments of loss. Um, I felt like, you know, this is life and it's okay. And for in that, I, I do believe there is great freedom. And so I'm believing this morning as we just like look into these Beatitudes that um, like I, I 
don't want it to, you know, bring up pain, but I actually want it to validate, I guess, some of the emotions, some of the grief, some of the loss. I believe there's great freedom in that as we just sit in that moment for a little bit. I believe there is freedom and there is God's blessing in those moments. It's life and it's okay. So let's have a look. So we're going to have a look um, in Matthew and chapter five of the Beatitudes. I'm going to read them from the message because they really, yeah, I just love how they were worded in that. So if you've got that translation, we're going to kind of, that is our scripture for today is the chunk in Matthew chapter five. So I'm going to open it up in here. If you've got your phones, I actually took Dave's Bible down to the beach the other morning. I thought, yeah, I'm going to read it in this. And I was reading, I'm like, this is not what I remember, but it was the passion that I took down to the beach. And so got it on my phone today. Already. Um, we're going to start from verse one. We're just going to unpack it a little bit. Okay. Are we good? We're ready? Let's do it. So it says, when Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed a hillside. Those who were, um, those who were apprenticed to him, the committed climbed with him. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught his climbing companions. This is what he said. So from verse three, you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and his rule. Now, I feel like each one of these, we could actually have a whole sermon on. I reckon this could be like a 10-week series, but we're not going to do that. So I really want you guys just to pay attention to each one and maybe later on go back and reread them and let God speak to you in that. So first one, you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With you, there is more of God, his rule. I just get this picture of, you know, those times where you feel like you're treading water and drowning almost and just surviving and just getting by. In this verse, God says you're blessed when you're at that moment because with less of you, there is more of me. See how blessing, it's, it's shifted. It's not just the favour of God. It's like he's there to reach out to you in those times of desperation. Verse 4, you're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You know, I don't want to dismiss people's pain this morning. Um, I'm not here to say, hey, choose joy when there's grief. That's not what I'm doing. I'm actually, it's the complete opposite. Um, you know, I'm not just saying like, put a smile on your face and get over it. No, I think that's probably what we've done too much of in the past. But I'm saying give yourself permission to actually grieve, to feel the loss, to take the time needed, you know, but God is with you in that place. So many of the Psalms that were written by David were his, was his lamenting to God. You know, actually half to two thirds of the 150 Psalms are classified as laments. It was him pouring out his heart to God, the emotion of it, the realness of it. You know, they were gifted to God's people in order to teach us how to pray our emotions and our struggles back to God. I don't know when we thought it was just a good idea just to sweep emotion aside and pretend that everything's all right because David just exampled this so beautifully in the Psalms. You know, his lament, his heartache. I, I truly believe God's actually wanting us to get to the place to be able to feel the pain that we may express it. 
and sit in that place because there is blessing in that. There's a closeness to God in that. David chose to grieve. I always find that fascinating. I always think of, you know, the saying like choose joy, which I'm all about. I love that. I'm like, yes, choose joy. But for David, grieving was a choice. And I just feel like God's saying to some of us, come on, choose to grieve. That's okay. It's actually a place that is needed for us to um, to let God into those areas. And I just think, you know, let's change think about some of this morning. Let's choose to enter those times of pain and loss and to sit there so we can so we can learn and let God minister to us in those places verse 5 you're blessed with your content with just who you are no more no less that's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought we we all know we live in such a time of comparison but finding contentment in who we are without the titles, without the roles, without the positions, but just us, who we are, there's blessing there. God talks about there is blessing there. Verse 6, you're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God, his food and drink in the best meal you will ever eat. You know, how do we work up an appetite for God? It's out of hunger. It's out of thirst. You know, what causes us to be hungry for God? It's often the times of desperation. It's often the times when we need him the most. You know, not necessarily the mountaintop experience. Life is perfect and everything's going well. But actually when struggles hit, when unexpected things come up, um, it actually causes us to hunger for God. And God says, you're blessed in that time because those who hunger after me will be filled Verse 7, you're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. You know, caring and staying soft-hearted towards people, extending your hand to others, being merciful. You know, you find yourself cared for in those moments. Once again, it goes a little bit against the culture of our day where it's look after yourself and protect yourself and, you know, what are your needs? God's like, no, 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 don't, don't put those walls up. Reach out to others like Nance shared about this morning. You know, send those messages, organize those coffee catch-up, bake the biscuits for someone. In those moments of, of, you know, fixing your eyes outward, God cares for you and there is blessing. Verse uh, 8 says, you're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. Do you see how good these are, guys? <laughs> They're pretty amazing. Hey, I don't know why I've overlooked them for so long. But you're blessed when you get your inside world right, your mind, your heart, because then you can see God in the outside world. You know, how much emphasis do we put on the outside world, the external things, you know, the, the stuff that everyone else can see, but our hearts and our minds, we need to tend to them with care. Take the time to let God do his work in our hearts and our minds. That's where the blessing of God is. Verse 9, you're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are. 
and your place in God's family. I think Wayne and Dave hit on this really well the past couple of weeks. You know, in these scriptures, you're blessed when you can show people how to get along with each other. We were talking about unity and the power of, you know, unifying as one. And, and this is saying the same thing. Come on, there's being when we can show how to, to get along, where we don't have to compete, where we don't have to fight. There is blessing in that unity. Verse 10. See how there's so many of them? <laughs> there's a lot. I was thinking of like, do I do like a 10-point sermon? And I was like, oh, that's way too confusing for my head. So we're just going to do it like this. But verse 10, you're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. And I, I'm sure we've all heard about the faith of persecuted churches, the faith of persecuted Christians, and it's remarkable. I think we can't even begin to understand where the strength, where that faith comes from, but it comes from a place of persecution. And, you know, why they've had to go so deep in God is because they've been placed in a, a position where they've had no other choice. And God talks about there's blessing in that. Their relationship with God is so deep and so strong, but it's come out of a place of persecution. Once again, blessing in the moments that we would not think are blessed moments. Goes on to say in verse 11 and 12, not only that, count yourselves blessed every time people put you down or throw you out or speak lies about you to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and they are uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Give a cheer even, for though they don't like it, I do. And all of heaven applauds and know that you are in good company. My prophets and witnesses have always gotten into this kind of trouble. <laughs> I don't know if it's reassuring, but I think, I think it is a grapple that we have to start under, like start taking on because, you know, it's true. The more that I read in the Bible, the more aware I am of how persecuted the Christians were from the beginning of time and they have always being throughout history but there's been blessing in that because the deepness and the relationship that they have um, drawn from with God you know there's a bit in that what was it like 12 verses one chap not even one chapter but how the blessing of God is not always in the things that we see it's often in the unexpected it's in the uncomfortable it's in those moments that are a flung upon us and we don't even know how we got there but God's like come on there is blessing in these moments and I find it so interesting that he took this whole group of people up a mountain to teach them about the blessing of God but it was all in the times of pain it was all in the times of misfortune it was in the times of heartache it was in the times of selflessness and reaching out there is blessing to be found in those times I just wonder, have we missed a lot of the lessons and the richness of tough times because we have just pushed it down? We've suppressed the emotion of it. We've just pushed it to the side and like, okay, on to the next thing. Have we actually missed God's heart in some of those seasons? The seasons of just being one, I guess, with ourselves and with God. I want to read you just a par not even a paragraph, just a portion of something I've been reading. And um, it's about feeling and learning to feel. 
So I was going to say on page 119, but you probably don't have it. It's actually this emotionally healthy discipleship and it's amazing. Um, but it says, when our pain and grief goes unexpressed or unfelt, it gets buried alive. And as a result, we lose access to the depth and range of feelings given to us by God. And our emotional lives are compressed into a tightly constricted box. Eventually, the feelings we bury claw their way back up through the earth of our life, manifest symptoms such as depression, anxiety, emptiness, and loneliness. Whoa. I, I don't know about you, but that, that is huge to me because I feel like in our culture, we are quite good at suppressing and burying emotion. And this, this is talking about as we continue to do that, we box our emotions in. But at some stage, they work their way back out, but in the form of maybe depression or anxiety. And there's just, I really believe there is so much power in us learning to feel the moments that we're going through. Because not only are we able then to feel the pain, to feel grief, to feel loss, but we're actually able to feel the fullness of God's love the fullness of his freedom, the fullness of joy, the fullness of peace. Our emotions are, are opened um, in every sphere, not boxed in, not closed in. We're emotional beings. God created us that way. And I, I kind of feel like for too long we've just tried to put emotion aside and, uh, you know, be the stoic people that get on with the job and keep going. It's almost like it's a, a badge of honour, but yet... <laughs> I, I truly believe there is so much richness for us to be found in actually being able to feel and just living uh, in a whole way. You know, I can't help but wonder if as we begin to feel, we need to help teach a generation what it looks like to feel. We need to be able to model it yeah. for the good, the bad, the ugly times, not just on a happy face and pretending that everything's okay actually modeling what it is maybe in suffering you know I, I just think there's going to be a lot of power when the church as a whole can model the painful times as well as the great times yeah. in our culture I don't think we do it so well in cultures around the world I think they have a, a handle on this but um, as I said it's something that's been really on my heart lately and there's been a lot of freedom in it I was thinking of the song um oh one of the oh the Highland song where it talks about the song of ascent where they climbed the mountain of the Lord and uh, I really believe like that's got to be our message a couple of these lyrics no less God within the shadows no less faithful when the night leads me astray I believe that we need to know that we need to believe it but there's a world that needs to know that God is no less God in the shadows. He is no less God when the night leads us astray. He is no less God in grief. He is no less God when troubles arise. He is still God. He is still the same. He doesn't change. He is the one thing that remains the same. And I think for us as, as Christians, for us as a church, may we enter into these next coming days as people that that show the yeah the beautiful blessing favor side of God but also the realness of you know when there's struggles in life that God is still there that he's us through that he is 
we, you know, that he is with us all the way. You know why? As I was reading this book of mine, um, as we walk through these times, I think it's important to process them wholly because it allows God to birth something new in us. He doesn't want to leave us in places of pain. He doesn't want to leave us in places of suffering. But in those moments, he actually births something new and fresh. Um, as I've been reading about this, like God's three phases for processing loss and grief. The first one was pay attention to the pain. The second, wait in the confusing in between those moments of like, why, what? But the third is allowed the old to birth the new. And I just wonder if sometimes we've missed the lessons in the pain and missed out on the new because we have tried to rush that period, tried to, you know, not give it the attention that it's de deserved. And I really believe that God wants to birth new things from the, maybe the pain of your life, maybe the suffering. There is actually new stuff that God wants to do in and through you. Um, but it actually comes out of a place of, of feeling, of feeling that. This, this kind of ties in with that thought. It said, yet yeah, it is in these confusing in-between times that God uproots our self-will, strips us of layers of our false self and frees us from unhealthy attachments. It is in these in-between seasons that we are emptied and this emptying has one primary purpose, to make room for something new and better. You know, there is purpose in the pain, there is purpose in the waiting, there is purpose in these uncomfortable seasons, lockdown seasons, whatever it is where you may be feeling like, this is this is not quite comfortable. There is purpose in it. God's got a plan. And uh, I just want to encourage us this morning to, to not like push those feelings aside, but actually just let God minister to you in that place. Straight after these, the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, it's the chapter, well, not the chapter, it's a paragraph that talks about salt and light where God tells, says, you know, let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt and light, bringing out the God colours in the world. find it fascinating that he talks about that straight after he's talked about learning to live within the pain. He talks about, you know, what we've just read. There's blessing when you're at the end of yourself. There's blessing when you're grieving. There's blessing uh, that may have predicted. And straight after, he's like, you're here to be salt and light. People need to see the goodness of God in their moments of, of heartache. And, um, you know, we are here to be salt and light. And it's, the, it's also the scripture that talks about the city on a hill. It's that one that, you know, it's not a secret to be kept. This God is a God for us all in every season of life. People need to know this. And so I, I really feel that God's led us in a beautiful way the last couple of months. We've been talking about over fear, and I think we've learned a lot of the power that we have over the fear in our life. And then this morning, like just, I guess, really... God blessing, blessing in those times of struggle, the times that we've least expected. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be hearing from different people of how they have overcome. 
And I am pretty pumped because I feel like God has actually led us into a sacred space mm. of these moments of, okay, yes, we've learned, you know, God doesn't want us to live in paralyzed fear. He doesn't want to live us to live in this place. But yes, real life happens. Struggles happen. Loss happens. Grief happens in all different forms in that. There is blessing because God wants us to overcome. And the next two weeks, I just really feel as people share their stories of how they have overcome, we believe there is such power in the testimony of people. And uh, even, you know, more than just us as a church, we believe God is wanting to actually reach out into the hearts of people in our community that maybe had never walked a foot in a church before, but actually hear the stories of a God who have enabled people to overcome, overcome the most, you know, sometimes the most hardest of situations, but he's a God that does that. He meets us in that place where no other could. And so, as I said, I really feel God's led us into this space and um, we're going to be praying and believing that over the next couple of weeks, that as people share their stories, that whether it's you, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, that there would actually be freedom for them and uh, God would, I guess, reveal himself to them and the ability that he has to, to overcome. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to pray, but then the team's going to just lead us in a song to finish. And um, I know these moments, like, it may have brought up pain. It may have actually that's okay because that's what we're talking about, like actually feeling those things. But I don't believe that God wants us to stay in that place. Like I said, I think that there's stuff for us to learn. Um, but there, I know that God's grace is there to meet us. And so we're going to um, be led by the team in a second. I would just encourage you just to allow God to speak to you in these moments. Maybe you've put up walls. <laughs> Maybe there's been times where you've suppressed and boxed in emotion and God this morning is like come on it's time to begin feeling again not just feeling the pain but feeling the fullness of what I have for you so I'm going to pray and then we're going to hand it over and uh and just finish with some worship so I have no idea how it's going online but I'm just believing that, uh, that God would minister to us this morning and have his way so Father God, we thank you that you are Lord of all. God, we thank you that you are God of the mountaintop moments, but God, that you were with us in the valleys. And God, you're no different. You don't change. You remain the same. And so God, right now, I just pray that we would be a people, that we would be a church that actually can feel, feel you in every season, Lord. And I just pray for every person watching, God, that as maybe we begin to process some of these emotions, it may have been for years gone by, from days gone by, whenever it is, but God, I pray that you would meet us there, that your grace, your comfort, Father, your strength would be with us in these times. And God, I pray that we would feel the richness of you, Father, from walking through these hard seasons, God, that you would be able to birth something new in us. And so, God, I thank you this morning, God, that you would just allow us to just to be fully and uh, vulnerably who we are before you and God even in these moments now God I just pray your peace your presence would be with us in Jesus name amen
Amen. Hey, thank you, Beck and Claire. And may that be our prayer this morning that through every season, that it is well with my soul. And um, I know one of the helpful parts of reflecting on these is actually being talking to people and, and maybe just processing with others. And can I encourage you, like over the next time, I, I believe it, 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 this is a process. It's not just a, a one-moment revelation. But, but get into the Beatitudes, have a read of them, let God speak to you through them. Um, but maybe jump on your Zoom group, have a conversation this week around it and, uh, and let others be there to encourage you as well and support you. And if you need prayer, please send messages. Let us know. We're constantly getting prayer requests, prayer needs. And so don't be afraid if you ever need prayer for anything. So shoot us shoot us a message but on the app is a prayer wall and we would love to get that activated that's the purpose of it we know there's been quite a few people watching from the app this morning there's a prayer wall there jump on put your prayer there people can jump on and be praying for it straight away so let's not let this just stay here but let god continue to work uh in you and through you in the days and the weeks ahead and uh, I just, as I said, I just believe that we're in really sweet spot and um, yeah, who knew sweetness come from seasons of heartache sometimes, but I really believe there's a richness for us in there. So that is pretty much it from us this morning, I think. Yeah, I think it is. But um, as I said, I'm so expectant for the next two weeks. And I uh, just really believe they're going to be powerful services. Um, so why don't you, we'll try and put a little thing up earlier that we might be able to share. You can share it on your social medias and um, we'll get the word out there. But other than that, um, that's it. The sun is shining. It's really warm. And I don't know if there's storms coming. So get out, enjoy this beautiful day. And uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Have a blessed week and we will see you soon.